Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion apply. Limited time offer. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're joined with someone who at this point should be a very familiar voice to us. We're joined uh, with Melissa Dewhurst who said that she wanted to come in today and talk about some issues. I think yesterday, or in fact today, you were, you were saying something about how you want to, to teach people today about how to use um, the Braille display with, uh, with your computer and why that technology is important. Uh, first of all, Melissa, how are things going? And then you can go ahead and get right into the topic that you want to go over today. All right, go ahead. I've been having some internet lag lately as there's lots of people being online. I'm on my cell phone. Can you all hear me? Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. I'm on my Android Kyle phone. It's old, so 10 years, if not longer. Uh, but, but anyway, I don't have the, I don't have the, laptop Aaron's talking about the braille display oh. laptop but what I do have on my but what I do have on my tablet um uh, is something called braille screen input braille, okay that's what it's called braille screen, crazy crazy braille enough. screen input okay right yeah my Amazon Fire HD10 tablet it basically um let me get to notes here Sorry if you can't hear too well. I have voice Actually, I think one of the things that so I really not... enjoy about having you on Aaron's Opinion is that you show people your technology. So actually, if you can turn it up and let, and, and let our listeners at home listen into that, they would really get a lot out of that. Not at all. Is that, that too is loud, fun. guys? Now, unfortunately for me, due to my internet, dictation is not functioning. Um, on my tablet, it's a two-finger double tap and hold. And right now, I do the gesture. Not working. So that's because everybody's online right now. I don't know if you guys are having internet lag at home, but right. I am. Um, it's basically where things slow down. Like like an app will take forever to load or something like that. Um, on my cell phone, I noticed I turned on my cell phone data. I'm, I'm not going to say what kind of data, though, but I turned on my data. Um, and everything is working fine ever since I made that move. Like, I disconnected from my Wi-Fi server, from my internet server, my Wi-Fi server, Wi-Fi off, 
data on. Yeah, so everything starts working. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's because everybody's online right now, so... Can you guys still hear me? I need both hands. I need both hands for this. Um, Cause it's, 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 you know, um, call it an imaginary brailler, but <laughs> I haven't touched a brailler in a while. So forgive me for being slow with, with brailler. No problem. Let's, let's hear it and try to tell us exactly what that technology is. Um, I'm going to activate it here. This is, it's teaching me what to do. And what you do is you take three fingers of each hand. And as if you're on a grailer, right hand to the right side of my screen. I have it on tabletop mode, as it said. Um, which means it's on landscape mode. You know, when you flip your tablet, it goes on, on landscape mode. Um, when you flip your tablet from portrait mode to landscape mode, you know, this comes mm -hmm. to tabletop mode. And I'm going to take, and I'm going to take my right hand, my middle, my index, middle, and ring finger of my right hand. Now that's calibrated. And I'll take the same fingers of my left hand, the middle, the, the index, middle, and ring of my left hand, and calibrate. And now... I can't see this too well because it's blurry because of my nearsightedness, but I know what, you know, I know what those shapes are. They're basically fuzzy. They're fuzzy in my field of vision, but they're obviously white, six white squares that have popped up. Um, and they're in the form of a brailler. Um, you know, on your brailler, you know, you have dots one, two, three on the left side and dots four, five, six on the right. That's what this right. does. This is this is a, this yeah. is excellent. And yeah. so, just to recap a little bit, can you tell us again what it's called and how you called this up? Because you jumped into it kind of fast, and maybe not all of our listeners will be familiar. No problem. Oops. Not all of our listeners will be familiar. So, can you go back and tell us a little bit more about what it's called, what technology you're using, and how you activated this uh, um, feature? Sorry if I was too fast for you guys, but basically what I have is something called Braille Screen Input. So I have voice view screen readers a little on the fast side, but that's how I'm able, that's how fast my reading speed is. Like my natural reading speed is that fast. So voice view screen readers imagine my speed, um, my natural reading speed. That's why she sounds so fast. I'm sorry about voice view screen reader being <laughs> But anyway... Um, basically, what voice view screen reader said when I do it's a gesture, you take two fingers, it doesn't matter which hand, two, two fingers, your middle, your, your index, and your, and your middle finger, your first middle finger, and you, and you tap one, two, three times on the screen, and that will open up. And voice view screen reader just said opening the screen input, and it taught and it will teach you. You know, and it, and it said home button to the right in my case because I have it on TikTok mode. And it'll be, it would basically take three fingers of each hand and you calibrate them right hand first, left hand second, 
and it'll come up with the logo of a whaler. Only differences is on a screen rather than the physical, you know, whaler type keys. The whaler is similar to a typewriter, right? So this is what that basically is. This is similar to a whaler. Um, so, right. And I got real speed, and I and I got real screen input mode up. I got notepad open, basically. Um, and I basically have six squares, one, two, three on the left, and four, five, six on the right, um, and dots. Um, and it's coming up in the form of a brailler. Um, not, not the physical shape of the machine, but the dots, you know, the keys of the brailler. Except for the space bar. Um, <laughs> it's not going to have that. But if you want to do a space, but if you want to do a space, I do a one finger swipe right. Mm-hmm. And I just moved over. And, and I'm going to type something here. Dot six, that's a shift. Dot six is or the, the capital. Right. You know the yeah yeah the capital like I call it I call it the shift dot <laughs> I know it's not accurate but I call it the shift dot um, because obviously you know yeah double whammy six is all cap <laughs> or all yeah. caps right um, mm-hmm. single yeah yeah and I'm gonna type my name here I still can. <laughs> Oops. My phone fell off my off my leg. I got my phone on my my right my left leg. I'm balancing it rather. Um, M E it's one five L one two three. L. It'll teach you, it'll give you like, you know, you know, the L and it gives you what word goes with said letter. That's why it's going L, Lama Beans and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so I Not at all. Opinion. Not at all. Mm-hmm. By the way, my name is Aaron Richmond. You're listening to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we talk about issues in the blindness community. <sighs> Today, we're, we're joined once again by Melissa Dewhurst. Who was telling me earlier today that she was wanting to, wanting to show you Braille screen input and why this is important? So I think you know I'm not sure how many of you out there use this feature. Um, I, I never really got into this side of the technology. I never really felt the absolute need for this uh, aspect of our technology. It is wonderful. It is amazing. I never really felt the need to use it. So why? Can you tell me why is this mode um, better or w- what is the advantage to using to, to activating the Braille screen input mode as opposed to just using the normal Roman alphabet that everybody else uses on their computer? Well, I'm using my tablet, my Amazon Fire HD 10 tablet. Am I too far no, away sounding for you guys clear. or am I clear? Okay. Um, sorry, cell phone's old. Um, 
you know, audio quality is something not that good, so I'm just making sure because it's old, my cell phone. But anyway, if you guys are wondering what kind of phone I have, I have an Android Kyocera. Um, that's the brand name of my phone. Um, and what I basically did here, if any of you are just coming in, I basically opened up Braille Screen Input on my Amazon Fire HD10 tablet. And it's on tabletop mode, and I started brailing MEL. Oh, let's see, let's see. Oh, MEL. I got close to it for a second. Um, and I'm brailing my name, basically. Right. I'm going to do first. Um, and MEL. Melissa. Um, and now my last name. Oops. And when I when you're done wheeling, you do the same gesture for opening again. Two fingers, one, two, three. And now I exit it out. And I can go over it. Excellent. Really well done, Melissa. I think that this is a this is a really good activity for for um, for Aaron's opinion um, because a lot of people around the world would want to know how to use these different tools that you're teaching us how to use. So I think a lot of people, a lot of our, our audience, uh, especially blind people are, are really able to benefit um, from, from this uh, technology and from you showing us how to, yes, go well, ahead. But before he started, before he started there, um, basically the benefits oh, yes. of, of BSP of, B- of BSI, the benefits of BSI, real screen input, um, is typing faster. You know, you're not wasting time. And like, if you're an impatient person like myself, I struggle with patience. So, real screen input is one faster, and two, it's easier. It's just six normal dots, and you can type not at light speed, but you can type plenty fast. However, you have to be careful where you position your fingers. It's not like a blurry where everything is tactile and no clack, 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 you know. You're not going to get that here. You're, you're going to get it talking to you instead. And you have to make sure your fingers are positioned right too. Like like the left and right, so your fingers are positioned right. Um, it can be hard if you're legally blind like me or fully blind, but this is on the iPhone too. iPhone has two. For the iPhone, you would have, for the iPhone, you would spin a little rotor until you hear real screen input open. Mm-hmm. However, me, um, however, me, I do a three finger one, two, three. Tap. Right. And unlike, it's not like the iPhone, though, where everything's there immediately. I have to calibrate. You have to calibrate your hands on my kind of tablet. It's basically a white. It's basically white around the perimeter, 
Yeah, kind of big. If I were to measure this, it's one, two, three, four, five, six inches tall. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven inches wide. Okay. So that's pretty big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty right. Big. Sure. <laughs> um, I me I measure. Yeah, and sadly, it's not like the iPhone where everything's bam, you know, dots appear. Because the iPhone, you have the advantage of that little roll that you turn. You know, it'll go twist, characters twist, mm. Mia has to do a, Mia have to do a two two finger triple tap. And what I have to do is take my three fingers, right hand on the right side of the screen, and on my left hand, three fingers on the right and the left side of the screen. And now the dots are, are there. And I can just type. Um, the way you do a new line is two fingers swipe to the right. And I just went down one. I know that because it says new line. Um, Yep. <laughs> um, that's breast being input. Um, you, you're not going to see my fingers in action here, but I basically, you basically type as if you're on a braille. Well, maybe what you could do, I, I mean, this is, this is really valuable for a lot of people who were wondering about it. Some of my other blind friends were, or blind acquaintances rather, were telling me about this feature. Um, and I, I have never used it before. I've never seen the need to use it because I'm already comfortable with the, you know, the QWERTY, you know, keyboard that we've been using forever, basically. Yeah. But that's... My cell mm -hmm. phone, I sadly... My cell phone, I have to use the keyboard because I don't know if breastfeed input is on my age of phone, but it is on my tablet. And what I do with my cell phone is I, I feel around and it'll tell me what keys are what, and I let go, and it types it in, because I have top back on, so, yeah. I have top back on right now. <laughs> right, sure. Um, and my my tablet, I have voice screen reader going on here. Mm. Um, if, any of you, if any of you are familiar with the Amazon Fire tablets, you know you have what's her face on here, too. I'm not going to sit here in case if any of you are watching this on your Amazon Fire tablets. And suddenly, bam, she wakes up. Um, yeah, I, got, I got the A lady on here on my tablet. Um, you know who the A. <laughs> um, A-L-E-X-I-A. Her. Right. Without triggering you guys' without triggering you guys's tablets. Um, right. I have the A girl on my tablet. Yeah. But fortunately, she's half asleep right now. Um, like, she's not working through the poor internet connection right now. So I'm using, so I'm navigating and using, you know, my finger till I hear what I want to go to. Mm -hmm. Or you can flick, or you can flick to, like, flicking right will take you to the next one. Flicking to the left will back you up. Um, Kind of like backspace, and it's a gesture. Um, a one finger 
Netflix and after like this matter. Um, and that's how I found it. I'll put up my notepad here, if any of you are wondering. I have notepad open on my tablet. I'm not sure how many I went down, but I think I went down three times. <laughs> my blader device, I went down two lines um, in school. I don't know why they make you go down two lines. That's weird. I think it's for a blowing space, I think. But my tablet, I don't have to worry about what line or if there's any room because <laughs> it's all on a screen. Um, like the real case is on the screen. I can't, I can't see it here because of my visual field being very far away. But on my screen is six squares from when I calibrated my fingers. Sorry for my, sorry for my pausing there. But talk back is reading something in the media for a second. That I can't is, hear that is because fine. I have headphones on my head. That is fine. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got headphones on my on my head. I got like black headphones on my head, so you're not gonna hear it talk back. Mm-hmm. Um, on my on my end. Well, that's really good, Melissa. Excellent. And what else can you tell our listeners about the uh, Amazon Fire tablet? What what is that? What what are the features of that tablet? Well, like I said before, without triggering your guys' tablets, I have the A girl on here. Um, the Amazon Echo, I'll call her that. If any of you are familiar with the Amazon Echo Assistant, you know that time you got Cortana. I have that time you have Cortana if you have Windows 10. I have Cortana too. And tablet, I have, um, you know who the A. Um, without triggering anybody with their tablets, watching this on their tablets, because some of you may be watching this on your tablets, and just to avoid triggering the Amazon Fire Tablet Assistant, I'll just say the A girl. Um, the Amazon Echo. Um, you know, you know her name. Um, A L E X I A. And she's a great help too. You can say you can say her name. Open this, open that, open Facebook, and she'll open it. And it makes navigating much easier. Right. Unfortunately, she's unfortunately she's asleep, like half asleep right now due to the lag. Um, she's not working. But then again, in a in a but, sense, that is kind of good because you cannot trigger her and get her all spun up, I guess, as often. So yeah. that's kind of good in a way. Yeah. It would be better if if the internet yeah. was perfect. But these things. Yeah, I'm having a lot of internet. Yeah, I'm having a lot of internet. Lag. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think our our listeners really got a lot out of that. What are some other things, um, maybe some other projects or some other things that you have been working on that you want to share with our listeners? I can't upload videos on YouTube right now because my laptop, YouTube will lag as well. So um, I've been wanting to upload a video on how I edit on my mm. laptop. And I have all, and I have an episode all rendered, ready to go, post ready. It's just that YouTube is so laggy right now. Like when I open up YouTube on my tablet, I'll have 
narrator mm-hmm. going. Sadly, sadly, my magnifier is not functioning on my laptop. The magnifier command is not functioning on my laptop. I can still do it. I can still Windows key, you know, plus. But it just won't zoom in. As it's a lot of fun. Mm. So I, I just turned that off and been using narrator. Right. Um, and I... And I use narrator, and I and the way I navigate with narrator on my laptop, I can either flick like on a like on a tablet or phone because it's touchscreen, or I could do the caps lock or narrator, you know, left right arrows, and it'll take me, and it'll act like a finger flick, and I can do, uh, and I would do. Narrator, which is caps lock for me, they call it the narrator key. Um, and I do narrator key left and right to navigate around until I hear what I want to go to. And I'll be doing that until I hear YouTube. And I do the space bar to open up YouTube or enter this matter which. And I, I prefer space bar more. Um, and I do space bar. You can do enter too, but I just do space bar and it'll open up YouTube. However, right now, it'll say YouTube is loading and then nothing except for the YouTube logo with the playbook and icon will come up and that's it. Right. Yeah, um, that's very frustrating when the connection becomes so it's, slow. It's I, not, I do agree with you. That is that is very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even, I even navigated to my internet server to see what, what the heck was wrong with it. And I navigated till I heard the name of my internet connection server. I won't say it here, but I navigated on my taskbar with the same keys until I heard the name of my internet server. Mm-hmm. Clicked it, clicked it with the with the spacebar, and I saw everything was fine. It said connected and stable and connected, all bars and everything. And I had my brother check it out because my brother is sighted, so he can see it better than I can. And I had him double check. And he was like, mm, you're fine. You're connected in there with me. Dad, why am I not working? And then, then he said, everybody's online right now. So that's why we're getting a whole lot of lag. The router, my router basically can't handle a bazillion of people online at once. And practically the whole earth is online right now. Um, so that's how we yes. I think that's, I think that is, I think most of the problem that you're having, most of the frustrations these days, Melissa. Come from the fact that too many people are using the internet and that you are competing with a lot of different, a lot of different thing, a lot of different types of internet traffic all at once. So, Like you have, like you have kids that are in school and studying, people that are studying, college kids that are studying, people that are unemployed now as of the pandemic. Right, right, but but we are not we are not allowed to use that word that started with a P for papa. So so we you you can't say they they don't want you to say that word. So we have a lot of people. So they have a lot of people who are uh, who have recently lost their jobs in this struggle. Now, in this situation, we can say, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I hope this. I hope this episode will still go through. I didn't oh yes, yes, it. yes, it will. Um, yes, because I be, because I as the host because I corrected it. It, it, it's it's less of a deal because I said because I corrected it right away like that. If if I say if I said oh, the okay. p word that you said, that would be a big a much more serious issue. But yes. Well, as of as of the right. you know what, there's lots. As of the you know what, there's lots of people unemployed right now. Um, kids that are at home studying because they can't go to mm, school. Mm-hmm. We're all locked in. Well. We're all in our houses at this point, <laughs> um, pretty much. To put it, to put it bluntly, we're in our houses at this point. Um, and what I do, what I do to pass the time is practice my brailing, um, read a comic under my five times magnification magnifier. I still have it, by the way. It's still hanging on my. It's still hanging to the left of me on my left. Yeah, that was pretty nice of the guy making my saber. And also, can I give a quick lightsaber update? Because I VC'd, sure. I videoed, chatted well, with. So the, let's okay. I so let, so with, before so before that, okay, before that, let's let's. I I know what you're talking about, but to make this episode make sense, we have to tie it all together. So remind first of all, remind okay. our listeners who have forgotten about your interest in lightsabers. Then you can tell us about the update, but you we, we have to connect. We have to give the listeners enough information here. So tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, okay. If any of you are new to this episode, I'm basically getting a lightsaber from the Star Wars community. Um, if any of you are familiar with Star Wars, you know C-3PO, Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, you know, that's Star Wars. And there's a community on Facebook I joined. I won't say it here, but they basically, I asked, I posted if somebody was doing a lightsaber giveaway um, from the hilt to the blade. Well, everything pretty much. And I asked for sound because I am legally blind. I want, hey, legally blind Star Wars nerd here. Anybody doing a lightsaber giveaway? And somebody messaged me on, you know, in a message. I won't say what I used to message, just in case, you know, for the safety of Aaron's podcast. I'll just say I got a message from the guy. It was a gentleman, a kind-hearted one at that. Um, and he said, Melissa, we'll make, we'll make a lightsaber for you. We, we Tell us about your disability, you know, what do you have? And I said I was legally blind and, you know, I wear glasses, but they don't always help. Yes, I have glasses on my face right now. Um, sorry for the pause. Talkback was reading out. No again. problem. But anyway, but anyway, um, my glasses, basically the left lens has... Plain glass, plain thin glass, because it doesn't do anything, doesn't serve a purpose, because my left eye is blind. Yeah, my right eye is where the action's at. Like my left, like my right lens is where all the action is at. It's really, really thick. I don't know if I were to measure this, but it's. I'll say it's really thick. Due to how severely weak my left, my right eye is. Like from a visual acuity standpoint, 
My vision in my right eye is 2200, if not a little under. So I want the guy of that, that I have low tunnel vision and that I'm nearsighted. And he said, oh, that's, no worries. We can do your saber. And I was like, and when I VC'd with him as they were getting it into the works, I'm basically getting a saber that's reminiscent of Canon Jarrus's lightsaber. If any of you have seen Star Wars, you know, there's a, you know, Jedi named Canon Jarrus. He has a um, lightsaber that has a circle-shaped handguard where the emitter is, and I made that um, to my specifications. I basically used an app, a saber app, and it, and, it, and I made my own lightsaber design, posted it to Facebook, and that's when they saw my design and like, hey, Melissa, we can build this for you for free. Yippee. You know, I was all like, enjoy. I was like, yippee, smiling, all happy, dancing around with my arms. Um, and I warned them that I'm basically legally blind. You know, I can't see too well, blah, blah, blah. And I asked about can you incorporate some hill accessibility, like, so I can navigate the saber hilt okay? Um, and they said, yeah, we'll give you some, we'll give you a button that'll flash so you can see the light emanating from mm. the button. Yeah. And the current update is the soundboard is raring to go. <laughs> yup. I've video chatted with the dude today, earlier before we streamed, um, before Aaron and I streamed, and he said that the soundboard is out, raring to go. And I was like jumping for joy, like, woohoo, yippee. I've been waiting for like one, two, three, four months, I think now, um, if you were to count my months. Um, I've, been, I've been waiting for like one, two, three, four months now. And apparently the patience is paying off. Um, so I just held out hope, you know, like a true Jedi. I'm basically still Padawan level. A Padawan is basically a Jedi that is still learning. So I'm basically that. You know, my saber skills are kind of Padawan level. Um, if any of you Star Wars nerds are listening to this, um, but earlier we were talking about Braille screen input. If any of you are just joining in, it's basically a it's basically a program built into whatever device you have, like cell phone, tablet. Um, except for mine, the cell phone though it's old, but my tablet has it, and. And I've been basically explaining how we use it. I would, you know, are they able to rewind, or should I reshow them again? No, they could. No, they could. They could. No, they can. Re, they can rewind the audio if they want to go back to that. I think that's really nice, Melissa. I'm really okay. glad that you will end up with this uh, saber. Um, I was kind of skeptical about this the entire time, to be overly honest. I wasn't really sure if they would ever get, get this thing to you. 
Um, but uh, that's that's really good. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell our listeners um, more about, you know, how you became so interested in Star Wars, how you became so fascinated by the saber, the concept of the lightsaber. Can you tell us more about that? Because I think if there are any Star Wars fans in the audience, they would appreciate uh, to know about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the lightsaber is basically a web, I don't know if I actually say the W word out here, but it's basically our device through a more civilized age as Obi-Wan Kenobi puts it. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi is basically the Jedi who gave it to Luke Skywalker. Um, and the lightsaber it was a gray colored mm. graphlex mm-hmm. flash gun shaped hilt and it used to be his father's and now it went to Luke Skywalker and now currently there's a girl Jedi that has it now um, um, the the R girl um, in Star Wars mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't know, if I, I don't know if I should say her name because of Disney but but the R girl has it now. Um, if any of you are following the Star Wars trilogy, um, the recent movie, Rise of Skywalker, just came out, and the R girl basically fixed the saber up and made it semi her own. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers to why the saber got broken. Um, if you guys have been following the Star Wars trilogy, but I would suggest watching episodes eight, the Force Seven, The Force Awakens, eight, The Last Jedi, and Nine Ways of Skywalker to to get a sense of why the lightsaber is the way it is. But anyway, I became interested in Star Wars after watching it with my dad mm. one day. Now now this was this was twenty nineteen, um, last year, twenty nineteen. Um and at this point, I didn't have mm-hmm. my new glasses yet. I was, I, was watching, I was watching Star Wars blind, you know, right. visually right. speaking. You know, I could, I couldn't see. Yeah, I couldn't see. I couldn't see the characters because I didn't have any glasses on. I didn't have my new glasses yet. The ones that are on my face now, I didn't have them yet at the time. So I was watching Dad, and I was asking Dad to describe what Darth Vader was doing. What is Luke Skywalker doing? What's Obi-Wan doing? And Dad would describe what Obi-Wan Kenobi was doing and what Luke Skywalker was doing, what Leia was doing, and what Darth Vader was doing. Because we were watching A New Hope. Um, episode 4, A New Hope, we were watching. Um, we were watching it together in the living room. Like I was on the couch, my dad was next to me, and he... This is before... You know, things turned the way they are now. But but last year, I was sitting next to my dad watching Star Wars A New Hope, um, which is episode four on the trilogy list. And we watched it through and through, like from beginning to, to end credits. And it was pretty awesome. Even though I couldn't see Darth Vader, I couldn't see... Obi-Wan or Luke, but I could hear when a lightsaber would ignite. Mm. 
Because when I know the sound, of, I know the sound of a lightsaber now. Because I was watching videos of what a lightsaber was before that. Like I typed up, "What's a lightsaber?" in the YouTube search, and use narrator to navigate to the search bar and click. And I watch the video on what a lightsaber is, how it works, what it does, why it does what it does, why how it's powerful as it is. What does the blade do, etc.? Um, as well as how to hold right. it, of course. Um, yeah. And that's when I watched Star Wars A New Hope of Dad, because my dad basically had it playing for Father's Day. It was Father's Day when we watched it together. And to celebrate my dad, because my dad is a not a geek too much, but he loves mm. Star Wars. Like, he loves mm-hmm. the show. Like, he he loves the episodes four through, you know, he loves episodes A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Right. He loves those. Right. Um, yeah. And I, and basically, we watched A New Hope, and I picked up what a lightsaber sounds like. You know, those, mm. and I picked that up mm-hmm. in my hearing. And, and when it came to the duels in the movie, I, I, would, I would recognize when they were igniting their lightsabers by the sound. And I was like, oh, lightsaber. <laughs> I couldn't see the, I couldn't see practically too much, but I could see the colors. Like, obviously, Sith are red, Jedi are blue, and I could make out red, which was obviously the Sith, and blue, which is obviously the Jedi. Right. But I could make out, yeah, I could make out the color of the blade. Couldn't see it, because it was all blurry and out of focus, like crazy, but I could see the color of the blade, like, like blue, like, like Darth mm-hmm. Vader's red. Um, Obi Wan and Luke are blue. Well, in total, a Jedi blade is blue or green. Um, and Sith, which are the evil bad guys, pretty much, are red. And in the what is the difference between the blue and green? And some of them are purple. What what is the difference between the different colors? How do they decide what color the blade is? Um, if I could remember the the lore here, um, in Star Wars lore in canon, a Jedi Padawan will basically go to a planet where copper crystals are housed. I'm not gonna say what it is to avoid spoilers, but basically, Jedi would go to a place, a planet where copper crystals are grown, and they will go in a cave select a crystal, meditate on it for the forest knows how long. Um, And once they get a connection to it, they then place it it in the Kyber crystal holding chamber of the the same field. And and then they build build the rest of their hilt. And as a final gesture, they aim their saber hilt and made her upright 
above their head and ignite. It's a sign of, you know, bond. I see. In Jedi history, in Jedi history, because I have I have the new book. I got I got this for my birthday, not this year, but last year. I got it for mm. my twenty sixth mm-hmm. birthday. It was it's, it's called it's called the path the mm-hmm. Jedi path, a manual for students. However, I can't read it too well, so what I did, because it's not it's normal print size, so I couldn't read it. But I went on YouTube, found an audio version on YouTube, and followed along with the book with with my ears. And the person would say, "Turn the page," not turn the page, but I would hear little clues of when he turned the mm-hmm. page, and I, and I would follow along. And it was a pretty neat book. It had the Jedi Code. Um, if, it, if any of you don't know the Jedi Code, it goes as follows. From the top all the way down to the bottom. There is no emotion. There is peace. New line. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. New line. There is no passion. There is serenity. New line. There is no chaos. There is harmony. New line. There is no death. There is the force. And it ends. Mm. Mm. Interesting. That's basically the Jedi That all of them have to live by, that code. Yeah. All the Jedi and Padawan and and initiates that are... Initiates are basically um, children that are becoming Padawans or about to be with a master or given a master. Then when they get a master, they grow out a Padawan brain, which means you're a Padawan. You're learning. Right, I, I suppose, yeah. A Padawan will go through like trials that display how well they can handle certain situations, if not courage, bravery, as well as there's a there's a trial that I won't see out here, but um, you know the trial of F word. Um, I won't say it here. Um, but yeah, some lightsaber based trials and like how skilled you are in your lightsaber dueling skills. And then when they're ready, they get knighted. And when they get knighted, the master will say, by the right of the council, they use their lightsaber here, though. They take their lightsaber, aim it to the right of the Padawan shoulder, by the right of the council, goes to the left of the shoulder with the blade, by the will of the force, takes the blade overhead. I dub thee, goes to the blade. Jedi, cuts the blade off. Knight of the Republic, and then you're a knight, Jedi Knight. Right, and that's how they describe it in in the movie. Right, right. Yeah, I see. I see. You are very, you are very, very, very fascinated by this. This is really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm still a Padawan, though, despite my age. <laughs> I, Jedi don't take adults. 
I see. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, in universe, Jedi don't take adults, um, but they do now. Um, in in universe, um, I feel like I'm still a Padawan, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't touched a saber before, so this is my first time ever. You know, wielding a saber. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it's the way you're describing it. It's like the children like live together in like a, a building or a, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. They basically live in this big temple on, can I see the name of the planet or? I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm guessing that probably because I'm not the one who's saying this, it's better, but yeah, you're very, very interested in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's a but there's a, but there's a planet. Um, if you follow Star Wars, um, canon, there's a square planet, and on that planet is a Jedi temple, a big one. It's as big as Alchemax, if not a little bit bigger. Hmm. And Alchemax and Spider-Man is huge. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure um, what that was. Alchemax is basically a genetic. Um, science, how do I describe this? Um, Alchemax, A-L-C-H-E-M-A-X, is basically a science research company in Spider-Man 2099's universe, Dr. Miguel Harris' universe. Um, and if any of you have seen Spider-Verse, you'll see Alchemax there too. Um, um, to avoid spoil, to minor spoiler, Yes, Alchemax is in Spider-Verse. Um, check it out to see what I mean. Okay. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have Disney Plus, any of you, and you're still able to use the internet, go on Disney Plus, your Disney Plus account, and, and type in Spider-Man. Spider-Verse may not be on there because of you-know-why um, Disney. But anyway... But I have the but I have the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray, you know, of the of Spider-Verse, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse Blu-ray edition, and I wa- and I watched it, and I was like, oh yay, my favorite company. I won't say when I saw said scene to avoid spoilers, mm-hmm. but I would check out it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a movie service app, Spider Verse should be on there. Open it and voice search. Open your movie watching app, whatever you have, and voice search Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you're really into these. You're you're really quite the expert about these uh, types of things, whether it's the Marvel or or Star Wars or these these types of. Um, Movies, you you have a lot. You have a lot of information about these these movies. Also, guys, I apologize for the sniffing of my nose. Um, that is allergies. that is fun. Yeah, my allergies are my allergies have been horrible lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, plus, I'm taking deep breaths to keep my lungs working. You know, I'm still. I'm still out of my medicine right now. Mm. Um, 
to put it safely, I don't have my inhalers right now. Yeah, we've um, talked about that before on Aaron's opinion too, how you were having a really hard time finding an accessible inhaler or something something to that effect, right? Yeah. I, I'm out I'm out of I'm out right now like like they're empty. Mm, mm-hmm. They're so they're so they're so empty that I had to, you know, throw them away. Oh. You know? Okay, so Yeah, they're 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 empty. I see. I see. And how does that work? So um, when the inhaler runs out of medicine, you, you have to go back to the pharmacy and get more? Or do you, uh, do you have the medicine like at home and you can like, re- can, can people refill it themselves? Or do you have to have the pharmacist do it? You have to have a prescription for these inhalers, um, which I do. Mm-hmm. And you have to go. And you have to either go to your doctor. I would recommend going to your doctor first. Right. Um, and when you get the health okay, okay from your lung doc, then you go to the pharmacy with said prescription that doctor has given you. Doctor, I'll just say Dr. Marcus um, as an example. Whatever, like say I go to, I'm not going to say my real doctor's name here. Um, you know, for safety, but I will give them Dr. Dr. Doe, right. um, doc, Dr. John Doe. Mm-hmm. I will go to Dr. I will go to Dr. Doe three times a month, and he basically checks my lungs mm-hmm. and to make sure I'm breathing okay. Like he'll take my pulse ox, he'll take my heart rate, he'll take my blood pressure, he'll check my airway by looking in my mouth. And throat with a that little flashlight thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a that thing you get at the eye doctor. Mm-hmm. Only difference is they're aiming. For, only difference is they're aiming for your mouth, not your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they and he'll check my nose as close as that sounds. Um, I hate when Doctor Doe goes through my nose because you know it's always tight. Right. Because of the allergies. Yeah. Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. I think in this time of the year, the allergies can be really bad. So I completely understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Doe will, this may be annoying, but Dr. Doe will check my ribs by tapping them on my, on my back. Mm-hmm. Like you'll have me, like you'll, like you'll have me bend forward and then on each side of my ribs, you know, the left and right side of my rib cage, he'll tap. Mm-hmm. Double he'll double tap, checking for, you know, stability. Um, and when all is said and done, he'll write me a prescription for whatever my inhaler I need. And then I take that prescription, go to the pharmacy, and then get it basically refilled. You sadly have to go to the pharmacy to do this. Huh. Yeah, I was yeah. never aware. I was never really aware of this fact, how it worked. Um, huh. So someone who... Unfortunately, unfortunately, you have to go to the pharmacy. Hmm. So you... even, even, though, even though we're going through you-know-what, um, still got to go to the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Or try online. Well, I don't know if it's something that can be done online. Do you think 
refilling an inhaler prescription can be done online. I'm I'm not sure that it can. I pray I pray that it becomes a thing. I know it's probably not available right now, like from a technology standpoint, but you still have to manually walk in the door, give the paper of your prescription mm-hmm. and and wait for your inhalers to be made and go through and then ship to you. Well, normally you would pick it up, but now they're doing like delivery and stuff like that because of you know why. Right, um, right. So you you yeah. go you so the pharmacist fills the prescription, and then yeah. and then the company mails the inhaler back to you. Hmm. Now they do. I see. Mm-hmm. They do that now because you know why. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, but if any of you haven't, if any of you are confused on this topic, it's basically, you know, we're talking about Braille input, and I've been doing that. We went back in his podcast to see what I. Oh, did. You, I see you. I, I, I think I think you did that. I think I think you did a great job of, of rewinding us, because see, you, we, we we jump around a lot in Aaron's opinion. So today, we've been we've been talking with Melissa Dewhurst. She's been on the show several many times now. We're so glad that she came in. We were talking about uh, braille braille input, um, and then we talked about Star Wars, how her lightsaber is coming along. Now we're talking about her prescription issues that she's been having. So things think things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hope this will still go on YouTube as well as Anchor. I'm not doing the, you know, I'm not doing the YouTube uploads uh, because I want to focus people's attention on the audio. I want people to focus and hone in on the, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I, I have their screen input on my Amazon Fire HD10 tablets. Right, and, you're, and, and it's called yeah. Braille Screen, it's called Braille Screen Input, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna good. do a gesture, which is two fingers, mm-hmm. and you one, two, three times. One, two, three. Oh, oh yeah, it'll do that if text is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because it was text. You know, Braille works. You guys are probably familiar. You guys are legally blind or blind. You probably don't how Braille works, you know, one line at a time. So why don't you, why don't you spend some time telling our, our sighted listeners how it works? Um, you guys are going to probably be able to see this, but if you do a two finger triple tap, and that will basically activate your screen input and the screen will go a little dim but there's a reason for that um, you you then take you then take each one three fingers only and then you calibrate the index middle and ring finger of the right hand first on the right side of the screen of your screen have um have it flipped when you do this this to the top mode it's better Mm-hmm. And, now the same thing, and now the same fingers on my left hand. 
And what you're going to see is three, is six squares, which right. are obviously the real dots. Exactly. And right. I, I think it'll say in, in print one, two, three, four, five, six, two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard for me to see, but, but you guys will see it. Um, um, and you just do it as if you're using a boiler. I know some of you never use the boiler, but you basically have to type certain dots at the same time. Like I'm going to do dot six and M one, three, four together. M, um, M, which is one, three, four together. E, one, five together. One, two, three, which is all the dots on the left side. And I, five, two, two, four together. S, two, three, four together. And A is just plain old dot one. Melissa. That's great. And I just, yeah, that's basically how it works. Right, right. And what, just like your, just, just like your kid's grammar. Right, right. So, but if someone doesn't know what Braille is, if they're sighted and they aren't terribly familiar, uh, what can you tell them about Braille? Um, the the physical Braille is basically you basically read through your fingertips rather than looking with your eyes, and. It's basically a, not so much a language, even though it feels like it. It's more like a code, rather, for us that can't see too well. And it's a way of reading that makes it makes reading a whole lot easier. Like, like you basically read through your fingers right. rather than looking at it with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Hey. And Braille screen input is is a mode on my tablet here um, where you type, you know, on a brailler, you have to type certain things at the same time, certain dots at the same time, like how I demonstrated here. Um, like you have to do, if you want the letter M, you have to do dots one, because you have six dots in a braille cell. You have three on the right, three on the left, three on the right. And that equals six, six dots in total. And for, for a certain letter, you have to do certain dots at the same, at the same time. Like, like if you want letter M, you have to do dots one, three, and four at once. Right, right. So here you can say that the Braille code consists of a combination of 26 yeah. different combinations of dots that represent the letters. Yeah. And in many cases, yeah, like, contractions. If you guys want. Um, I'm going to do A and, and dots one, two. 
and watch what happens when I space. Um, listen what happens after. You hear that? I just made the word. And, and what, what, what was it? The contraction for about. Um, and that's dots one for A, and no space dots one, two for B. And when you space, it makes the word about like how it did here. Right. I don't know if you guys heard that, but I just spelled out through a contraction about. I just went A, B, space, and it's, and it's in about. Exactly, exactly. So contractions are combinations of letters that allow blind people to write Braille more quickly and to save yeah. space. And check this out. There's also, there's also a contraction. Mm-hmm. Listen what happens when I do all six dots at once. Space. Four. Four. Right. Excellent. Yes. And I just did all of them at the same time, and it made four. What's it right. Make four. Four. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the contraction for th, but I know it's there. But I kind of. I kind of forgot the, mm-hmm. the contraction for TH, but I have another contraction here. Um, um, this is kind of weird, but it's a mystical contraction. I did one, two, three, four, six, and it turned it into and. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty neat. It's. Not only saves paper space, but it makes it faster to type. So you're not sitting there. So your blind friend, right? So your blind friend or child isn't sitting there, you know, clack clack clack, bailing for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And it also works if your friend or kid is legally blind, like if they have a little bit of vision but not enough to see too well and still need rails, still need a cane. That's okay. Um, right. I'm legally blind, and to refresh what that means, mm-hmm. legal blindness means like you have a total of 2,200 vision in the in the good eye, and my good eye is the right mm-hmm. side. So, mm-hmm. but still weak nonetheless. Like I have tunnel vision, nearsightedness, and low vision all in one in the right eye. And my left eye kind of doesn't count because it's totally blind. But all in all, together, I'm legally blind, which means you can see some. Right. Which means you can see some, but not a whole lot. And my glasses don't wait. And glasses don't need. And glasses Mm -hmm. don't need anything. Like, if I put on my glasses, it'll still be hard to read. Unless the font is like 80 size or bigger. Hold, M- Melissa. Hold on. Hold on one second.
Sorry, guys. Aaron went somewhere. He'll be back in a bit. I recommend you stay tuned because he should be coming back any minute. And he's coming back, it sounds like. Sorry about that, everybody. I thought I thought I needed to sneeze, but it turned out I didn't. So yes. So you were you were saying something about your how you're legally blind. Yes, what what, what were you saying about that? Basically means like you have 2200 vision in the function line. Right. It's not below. And me and my glasses, mm-hmm. me and my glasses don't always help me. Um, meeting will still be hard unless the font is like 80 plus, it's not bigger. Um. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> Facebook going on crazy. Um, yeah. I see. Um, Facebook still thankfully works on my tablet, despite the lag. And basically, I said, and basically well, what cool. happens when you're legally blind, the legally part in the word um, means in the eyes of the state, in the eyes of the state, which means the law, you're blind mm-hmm. in their eyes. Right. So they're still going to give you stuff that a regular blind person would get. You know, like cane, braille training, cane training, you know, stuff of that nature. Right. Well, good. Well, good. Good. I hope that when we overcome this situation, uh, that your state will, will do really well with providing those services to um, the the blind community there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think there are many other uh, blind people who live around you? Not too much. I had one friend in in school that was like me. You know, he was legally blind, and and we were in and we were in cooking class together. He had his cane. I had my cane. Hmm. And and we were walking, mm-hmm. and he was like walking the opposite direction of me, and suddenly click. And that was our canes touching, and I was like, "Oh!" 
And once mm-hmm. I felt that and heard that, I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> and, hey, it's Melissa. Who is this? And he said his name. And I said, hey, I'm Melissa. What's up? And we were at cooking class together. And I like how our culinary teacher made a little bit of accessibility for me and my legally blind friend. And really good. Well, that's well, Melissa, tell us all about your, your culinary arts class. You've never told our listeners about that. Well, it's a, it's a mainstream class, but there was exceptions made for me and him. Because um, we're mm-hmm. both, we, we, we are both legally blind. He is legally blind. I am legally blind. So there was exceptions made for me and him. Like we would have menus, braille ingredient labels, either magnified or brailified. Either one works. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, in the board. Either magnified or brailified. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have to. Ooh, Melissa, I, lo- oh, I loved that word, brailified. Yeah. Ooh, you know, it was so cool. Like, wow. I, I had to write okay. an ingredients list, and my friend looks out his brailer from his backpack or somewhere, and I'm like, Oh, may I share that? And he's and I'm like, hey, insert name here. Can I share your brailer? And he's like, hey, no problem. Puts it in front of me, and I brought out my ingredient list of what we need because we were making a recipe for for a particular food, um, like for example, cookies. And we had to have the ingredient list and know what we were doing was right. Like for example. Right, right. So it sounds like that this was some sort of a culinary arts class that you took at your high school. Yeah. That, that's what it's sounding like. Yeah, the me. other kids, mm, the other mm-hmm. kids would do theirs normally in the class, while me and my legally blind buddy had modifications mm-hmm. for our vision impairment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be it magnification or braille, we both did a little bit of both. However, I, well, mm-hmm. for me, I mm-hmm. was like, I'll go through, I, I was like, when my friend without his brailler, I was like, excuse me, can I share that? And he's like, hey, no problem. Gives it to me. Puts it in mm-hmm. front of me. I put the paper in. Go one line down once I get it all in. One line down. New line. And I go out the rest of, not the rest, the name of the recipe. New line. Like I brailed chocolate chip cookies. New line. And I would put one fourth cup of milk. And I would feel out, you know, one add one fourth cup of milk, and I'll be like, "Oh, where's the milk?" <laughs> and 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 I grabbed my cane, navigated to the refrigerator, saw a white colored jug, and I knew, "Oh, that's milk." And right, because mm-hmm. I can identify colors and shapes, even though they're far away. Mm-hmm. Even though they're far away in mm-hmm. Bali, I can identify shapes to a degree. I'm not really mm-hmm. close. But I can definitely identify colors like white for milk, brown for chocolate milk, um, um, red and yellow for pizza. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, pizza is a big circle, so that's easy. Um, Mm-hmm. And we would often do easy recipes like pizza, chocolate chip cookies, mac and 
cheese and easy, you know, novice recipes because we were all, everybody in the class, you know, we were all beginners. This was only semester one. So everything was beginner-ified, like as if we were. I, I, I see. Good, good. And what made you want to take this class in the first place? I wanted to be able to cook in the kitchen on my own. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And I was scared, like, am I at risk with my legal blindness? Like, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And then I, I brought right. it up to my vision teacher. Hey, do you mind if I mm-hmm. go to a cooking class? And she guided me to a cooking class, and I worked out my cane. We navigated to the culinary arts room of the school classroom. Mm-hmm. It was a big, giant classroom, part kitchen, part classroom kind of style like one side is all the regular classroom with chairs and tables and a, and a whiteboard whereas the other half was kind of like a mini kitchen along with a spot to eat because um, they because they encouraged to try to try it you know like take the first bite rather of our creation right yeah me and my yeah that's me and my legal boyfriend um, like they were like, "Hey, Melissa, and my legal boyfriend's name. Take a taste of this. What do you think?" And we both tried it. Oh, <laughs> that's that's delicious. It was mac and cheese, and I was like, "Oh, yellow." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, yellow. That's mac and cheese." Home in my mouth. <laughs> take, take the spoon mm. to my mouth. Home. <laughs> Oh, and me and my boyfriend were going to town. <laughs> like, I was so hungry. I ate my first before my Libby my friend. And I was like, and I was like, you got like a small amount left. Can you finish it? And he was like, mm, I'll, 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 I'll finish it if you like, Melissa. Don't, don't hurt yourself, dude. <laughs> is what I told him. If I was in that type of class, I'd be finishing stuff. There wouldn't be any food left over. Yeah, I was real hungry because <laughs> my mm-hmm. my stomach to put it to put it frankly, my stomach will mm-hmm. get hungry fast. Mm-hmm. Like I can't go more than like four hours without you know eating a snack. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like before we came on, I had like a little. Chocolate pudding, a vanilla pudding snack. Um, there were separate cups, of course. Um, not me. I yeah. see. I see. All right. All yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. how hungry I tend to get. Plus, I'm plus mm-hmm. I'm preparing for a big meal because dinner tends to be really big at my house. So I'm preparing my stomach for that. Because if I eat too much, you know, we all know how that ends up if you eat way too much. Right. Yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To put it, to put it frankly, um, and, I, and I get right. that a lot more often with my small frame. Um, mm-hmm. I probably won't say my height on here, but I'm pretty short. I'm not a, I'm not a dwarf, but I'm like short. You are not. You, you are not. You are not a little person, but you are. Uh, you are. You are short, but you are not a little person. Yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not a, not a little person or you know like anything like that like i'm 
I'm the height of an average woman, but two inches under. I I see. But I see. Plus, mm-hmm. my weight is a factor too. Like, like I'm basically real thin in the arms and body. Um, like my arms, if I could describe it here, are basically like stick figure. I'm thin a little bit. I did gain some weight, but my doctor, my mm-hmm. doctor, Doctor Doe, and my family is encouraging me to put on more weight. Well, I, then I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky because it's better to be. It could be a little bit better. I, I mean, it's it's hard for me to. I, I'm I'm not going to weigh in on that really, because it's hard for me to judge it. In in very general terms, I, I don't know. It depends. Some people would be healthier if they lost weight, but if you're skinny, though, I I think it depends on the person. I'm, but I'm I'm skinny. Um, well, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right to be skinny. A little bit, I guess. A little mm-hmm. bit more skinnier than normal. Hmm. Well, I don't have, you know, eating disorders. I'm just naturally this way. I see. And my family keeps encouraging me to gain weight. And I was like, I'm okay with how I am. As long as I don't go any thinner, I'm, I'm safe. Right, right. Well, well, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. They want me to put Mm-hmm. They want me to put on enough weight that I'm, you know, in a safe zone of weight, you know, putting on weight. Right. And mm-hmm. that I don't get too skinny because, you know, I don't want, they don't want me really weak, obviously. And I've been getting... Right, exactly. And I've been getting stronger, you know. Mm-hmm. Left hand more stronger than the right because, obviously, I'm left dominant. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I use my cane in my left hand because it's a stronger hand. Right. You know, like your O&M teacher, they'll recommend you use your cane in your dominant hand. Yeah. And that's what I do. I think most of the time they would say use it in the in the right hand, usually. I can't do that too well. Um, I'm a swing... From a swing standpoint, um, so I opt for my left hand, which is stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, plus, there's the issue of, you know, my my greatest fear is bashing into things, and that's where the cane, and that's where right. the cane obviously comes in. Ever since getting my cane as a gift from my teacher in high school. It's made me, you know, less afraid of the world, rather. I'm not mm-hmm. so chicken um, to, to go out anymore. I was just getting the king. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not so, uh, I don't know anymore. Right. Right. And before I... Well, that's, well, that's great. Before I would be chicken to go outside. Um, Pre-K Melissa and post-K Melissa is... Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Extends cane. <laughs> that's me. That's me now. Mm-hmm. 
But I also have a big issue is my big issue is going to a theme park. Hmm. I think this sounds familiar. I think you have mentioned this before. Yeah. Um, I that something about Disney, you wanted to go to Disney, but you couldn't. I remember you mentioning something about that along the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know Disney has the audio description device, but my fear is that there's so many people that they may not be enough room to get out of the way unless they look down and see my cane. Um, Right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, in rides, you have a queue line, and I'm worried about them, about my cane bashing into someone because they're not paying attention. Um, when, when you should, like, hello, I'm legally blind here, people. Pay attention. Mm. Look out for me. Mm -hmm. um, I did go to a theme park before, not Disney, but I did go to another theme park, Universal. Mm. Well, that's a really amazing one. And is that where you went to the Star Wars park? No, that's Disney World. Um, oh, so Disney is going to be launching the Star Wars park. They already have recently, but it's sadly closed down because you know why. The situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when it was open, you would have Galaxy's Edge, um, which is the Star Wars park. And... I've always wanted to go to not only Pandora, but Galaxy's Edge. And, right. And I went to a park in high school for the end to celebrate the end of the school year with my teacher, and I brought my cane. And I went to Universal, cane at cane, inhaler, and sadly they didn't have an audio description device, and I was mad, like. Like, I was like, oh, come on. I'm not going blind people. You know, that was me. Yeah. You, you know, that can be very, very frustrating. So I had to hang on to my best friend's hand. I had a sighted, mm -hmm. I had a sighted um, girlfriend. Um, and she, my sighted girlfriend who was in my class, she, I would, we would grab arms. Um. And she would guide me throughout the park. And mm -hmm. It was a class trip, so we all stayed together anyway. So. I, I see. Mm -hmm. On the teacher, my teacher, led, my new teacher led the way in. Everybody else walked solo while me and my girlfriend were holding arms. Um, mm. because we're, not just because we're BFFs, but you know, for guiding. You know, the guide. Mm. You know, the original car. Right. Oh. Yes, that, that is called that is called sighted guide. Yeah, I did that with my girlfriend. And Fun. and I and I exited my cane show my sighted girlfriend and she's like, Oh no. Here I'll help you. And I'm like, gee, thanks. Can I share your arm? No problem, Mel. Here. And she extends her whichever arm out. I didn't pay attention too much, but she, I said, you know, can I do your, and she's like, and she stops me, cuts me off, moves to here, and she grabs my right arm that didn't have the cane in hand, and she guided me to her 
arm or portion of her arm, you know, the upper, you know, the upper part of the arm before the elbow, um, in the middle of that. And we went to rides, and I was afraid to ride the coasters because, you know, because, mm. you know, you have to take your glasses off. They say, right. And I was like, uh, no, no, sir, I can't do that. I'm blind. And, you know, he was like, so, ma'am, you have to take off your glasses. Like, I can't. Like, I would tell this guy, I can't. I'm blind. I'm blind without my glasses. Like, and so I skipped that ride and went to a ride that allowed you to still wear your glasses. Um, but, right. Like, I went yeah. to, I went to a ride that thankfully still allowed me to wear my glasses. And I had, and I had a ball on that ride. Well, good. And that's just, not only because of the no glasses rule, I'm also afraid of coasters because, you know, a loop, you go upside down. <laughs> Mm, mm-hmm. and I'm not good with going upside down <laughs> at yeah. rapid speeds. Um, and mm-hmm. those coasters are fast over there. Mm-hmm. And I fear flying up or getting queasy or, or just not doing too good upside down. Mm-hmm. Right. So I went to rides. I didn't flip you upside down and just went fast. But you were still allowed to wear your glasses. Good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah, for those types of things, I would just wear a strap. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. why they had the no glasses rule. That scared. Probably what they're afraid of is that the glasses will end up falling off and that you'll get angry and try to sue them or something like that. The other thing is that the glasses could fall off somehow and get into the track or something like that. Um, I mean, that's, it's probably what they're, what they're so afraid of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because whenever I take my glasses off, I can't see a thing. That's why I panicked the way I did. Right. Right. That's, that's understandable. Yes. But, but I'm fine with going, I'm fine with swimming. Because, you know, that you mm. want to take off your glasses off for swimming in the pool. Um, yeah, yeah. And then do you wear goggles? Well, I can't see out of them, but I had like a snorkel thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I can't see out of them. I'm still swimming blind. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm basically swimming blind regardless of snorkel or not. And... And I had a swim instructor as a kid, and she and she had me take my glasses off, set them somewhere safe and dry, and protected from any splashing. And and we and she, I didn't have a can at this point. I was you know I didn't have a can at this level yet. I was still growing. Um, and I and we did the sighted guide thing again. Mm. Me and my me and my swim instructor did the sighted guide technique. You know, only this time it was hands, not arms, because I was small. She was I was tiny. She was tall. Um, like mm-hmm. I was a wee one <laughs> at, the, at the time. Right, I see. Yeah, the hand, the sighted hand guide technique. Right. 
leg. I would grab her fingers rather than her arm. Yeah. Right. And we guided and we navigated to the pool, and I was in a in. A, my main fear is going down steps. Mm-hmm. Even at the time, I was like so scared. I was, I was like, I was like hesitant to go down them. Not only for fear of drowning, but because of I can't see them. Yeah. Right. And she gave me a floater, that little donut-shaped tube you wear around your waist. Um, she gave me one of those, and I put it on, and she guided me down the steps. I was scared though. Um, and then she helped me swim, and we did. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call this, but it's it's where you do the sighted guide, but in the water. We basically held. I don't know if there is, I don't know if there necessarily is a, a, a particular name for that. But it's basically the sighted, sighted guide, but in the water. Mm, mm-hmm, right. One of us is, we're holding each other's hands. Like her, my, mm-hmm. like both of my hands are holding both of her hands. And right. we're face to face, um, looking face to face. Um. Only, mm-hmm. only I wasn't paying attention because I couldn't see where she is, but I heard her voice. Melissa, look towards my face. And I looked towards her face. Take your left and right leg and kick as hard as you can. And I do that. And it was hard. Because mm. I tired me out. Mm-hmm. She gave me a description of how to swim, an audio description of how to swim. And like with the legs in particular. Because we were holding arms, so you couldn't do the doggy paddles. So. Right. My brother does this move, the doggy paddle. My brother does this. It's basically where you take your arms and you and you swoop widely and you know, as if you're you know, swimming underwater but not quite. I didn't go under though. <laughs> um despite this I, I see despite the snorkel, I was still scared to go under. Mm-hmm. Even though I had goggles and a little breathing tube, I still didn't go under. A little snorkel. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go under despite the snorkel. Even though I had it, um, I was like shaking my head. No, 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 no. no. Um, even now, I still. Even mm-hmm. nowadays, I still don't go under. But now I swim, you know, freely through. But now I swim on my own. No sighted guide. No nothing. Just following, just letting the current of the water take me, even though that sounds dangerous. Hmm. But you're, but I'm in a well-controlled pool, so the current is controlled. Right. Yeah. Like I went to a swim park. Um, I won't say the name of the swim park, but it's like a theme park, only water, water stuff. It's a, a water park. Yeah. Right. I went to a water park with my family. Mm-hmm. And I didn't wear my glasses. But at this, mm-hmm. but this, but this was mm-hmm. high school, so I had my cane. But I didn't... I see. Well, that's good. But I didn't take my cane with me in the water because, you know, duh. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't know if my cane is waterproof. I don't know if 40 canes are water- waterproof. Um, probably not. Because... I'm sure they make. I'm sure they make a cane that can get wet. I'm sure they make that I'll, now. I'll probably yes. get. They probably. I'll probably get a swim cane if that exists. 
<laughs> so I could take it with me in the water and go up and down the steps without fear. And of because mm-hmm. because I still can't use my cane in the water, um, my normal cane. Um, the one that folds, they say don't use that in the water. Like the like the like the, like the um, cast members at the water park, they said don't put that in the water. And I'm like, why? I need I need mm-hmm. it. I need it. I, and I was like begging, sir. I'm, I understand, but I need it. You know, I'm blind. And he said, it'll get wet. First, that's a folder cane. You don't want to get that wet, ma'am. And I was like, because I showed him how it works. Um, and I folded it up, put out my hands in front of me. I even grown a habit nowadays of going with my mouth. Mm-hmm. Louder. Right, exactly, exactly. That's, that's exactly. called echolocation. Mm-hmm. I was inspired for the echolocation. I was inspired by a boy on a documentary. The boy basically had a bad disease that made him go blind as a kid. Like mm-hmm. he went from sighted to blind, and and he started doing this noise with his mouth, you know, the little with his mouth, and I was like, and he was like navigating no problem, and I was like, eh? how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And I was watching a documentary, and he was like walking along, no cane, just clicking away with his mouth, and I started, and I mm-hmm. started to take a crack at it. I, mm-hmm. I started walking around, I started to do this at the, at the water park, you know, I would hold my mom's arm, I would let go of my mom's arm, Reach my hands out mm-hmm. and holding my head down at the ground because I didn't lose my cane because I was nearing the edge of the pool, the part where you step in. Um, right. And I clicked um, to know where the steps were. And I gently went down, I'm holding onto the railing, of course. They had a little railing on the side. To, they have a little railing, a, a silver railing to your left and right sides. Um, they also have a shallow. They also had a shallow end for the wee ones. Um, but I took the seven. But I took the six, seven feet, <laughs> and I had a floater ready to go, and I navigated down with echolocation guide, um, and putting onto the rail. And once I got into the pool. Mm-hmm. And once I got into the pool, I clicked around for where the heck my family was. I went, I went, I went, Mom, screaming my brother's name, Dad. And I clicked for them. And, I, and they said, Melissa, we're, we're over here. And I was like, where? Swim to my voice. And I'm like, okay, that works. And I swam to their voice. And it's tricky because my asthma tires me out. I can't swim too crazily like like some of the cold swimmers do. I can't do that. Asthma. Um. Well, that, and that's great. Yeah, I think, in fact, I know that from a very young age, because I don't remember it, uh, it must have happened. I was, I was taught to swim because it's a, it's a life skill. 
Um, and we're very lucky to know how to swim, but actually some people never learn how to swim. It's, it might seem odd to us, but there are some adults who do not know how to swim. Wow. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it depends on where you live too. I noticed in my travels, it, a lot of it has to do with culture. Believe it or not, the people, some of the people who live um, in the Caribbean islands uh, do not know how to swim uh, because they, they, some of those people sometimes feel that it could be bad luck to swim under the water. Yeah. By the way, by the way, my name's Aaron Richmond, the host of Aaron's Opinion the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. Melissa, you're doing a great job. You were talking about everything today from Braille screen input, Star Wars, your interest in that, cooking classes, what's been going on, and now swimming, things that you have learned. So one of the things that I think is happening with this podcast, in my opinion, and I'm glad that it's happening, is that it's giving you as the blind person the opportunity to opportunity to tell the world your story. And that's something that is really, really important. We have been speaking now for 100 minutes. You have, we have 20 minutes left on this 15 to 20 minutes left. Um, and then A, I have to go B at 120 minutes, the recording clicks off. And I think two hours uh, is a good, good amount um, of time. Um, if you want to uh, record um, after I go eat dinner, and do some things this evening, uh, we may, but that recording would have to be uh, 30 minutes. So now with the remaining 19 minutes, um, yes, go back to your story and tell us some other things. And then in the end, uh, try to sum it up and try to wrap it up though within uh, basically 15 to 19 minutes. Basically, it could be scary to swim blind. You know, like for me, I swim blind. I also... Let's talk about hygiene a little bit. Um, brushing my teeth. Um, I Okay, let's talk about hygiene. I brush, the way I brush my teeth is I have a vibrating toothbrush. And mm-hmm. It basically, there's a button on it, and I put it in my mouth. And mm-hmm. I basically brush my teeth in a non-visual way. <laughs> like, I don't look at the mirror. I don't, you know, yeah. I... Right. Like right. I do feel for the toothpaste, the, the toothbrush bristles mm. when I put a toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Now with my now mm-hmm. with my fingers, of course, you gotta keep that sterile. But I feel it with mm. I feel it with the toothbrush. No, I listen for the sound of the toothbrush bristles when I put my toothpaste. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I put it in an ink for my mouth. Of course, we all know where that is and on the face, and. And then I feel for a tooth, turn on, and just go all patched with brushing everywhere. He would do that little line, brushing everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was laughing. Um, and I was at times, I see. And, I, and I brushed my teeth in a non visual way. Taking a shower was also scary, too. Um, because, you know, I shower blind as well. It's all about learning where you are in the shower. Like how much room and what is there, what, how many walls, how small it is. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know the measure how big the shower stall is, you know, where the shampoo is, where the soap, where the wash is. Um, mm-hmm. What makes the water hot? What makes the water cold? Mm-hmm. How I know when it's warm? You know, I basically take, mm-hmm. I basically, I do this for a bath too. Like I take my finger, you can try this, your, mm-hmm. you try this yourself, blind, blind folks. I basically take my fingers, my two fingers, under the faucet until I feel it getting lukewarm. And then when I feel it's just about right, I you know, step in. Right. Yeah. Getting out, mm-hmm. getting out for me is also a challenge because there's a, there's a step I have to go over. Right, yeah. Because my shower is part bathtub, part shower, like as a bathtub and a shower in one kind of thing. Like in my bathtub, I have the shower head above my head and a bathtub on the bottom. Mm-hmm. A shower curtain to my left. Well, in the shower, my shower curtain's to my far right. Um, right. And I basically know where the drain plug is because I have little, you know, that little, the little chain you pull. I know how to do that because I feel for the chain and drain. Um, and the way I step out is I kneel down and basically I crawl out um, for my safety. I don't risk I don't risk stepping over you know, too much. I can get mm-hmm. Like the average sighted person, I know you sighted people can do this, but you know I can't, or it's dangerous for me. Um, I you, you would normally step over the perimeter of the bathtub to get out. Me, I just right. I just crawl out. Um, I see. Yeah, for, I think no. I think a lot of people crawl out. I think that's quite common, actually. Mm-hmm. And then I feel for my for my towel dry off. Feel for my clothes. Get dressed. Put on. Take, grab my glasses, get out of the bathroom, put them on. Um, once I'm dressed, of course. Um, and I also wash my hands in a non-visual manner. Um, like, doesn't everybody wash their hands like that? Because I know I do. Well, how many different ways can you wash your hands? That's the next question. Well... I basically put my hands, I basically feel for the hand soap and put my hand underneath the the little, um, the part where the soap shoots out, the little nozzle. Um, And then I push down because you have to push down on mine. Others are automatic, but mine I have to manually push down. Um, You know in public bathrooms, you know you have that automatic dispenser. Mm-hmm. So I've been in a public bathroom, and I would always go for the handicapped bathroom for obvious reasons. The handicapped stall, right? Like I go, mm-hmm. like I go to the handicapped stall for obvious reasons. Now I'm not going to explain um, in a non-visual manner how I, you know, we all use the bathroom and do our thing rather. But the way I wash my hands is, I basically it has. A, I go for the automatic if it's a public bathroom or do or feel for the manual, you know, nozzle if it's a manual one. And the, right. the automatic ones I prefer because I get to, I'm doing it worse. 
the correct amount of hand soap. Then I mm. then I put my hands together, washing my hands for the you know twenty seconds worth. Because they're, mm. they're now saying wash your hands for twenty seconds. Um, yeah. For, yeah, I wash my hands a lot. Yeah, for the obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I tend to hurry. Um, this way, I'm not holding up a line. If there's a line behind me, if I hear if I hear the sound of footsteps coming up, I'm in the line. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to hold up the line. Um, blinder sight. Oh, I don't mind. Blinder sight. Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> me, I kind of tend to rush, uh, so I'm not holding up a line in the public bathroom. Um, hmm. And my my house it doesn't matter. My house I can wash my hands as long as I need to. My public bathroom, right? Um, one big thing is clipping my fingernails. Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's a risky move if you're blind. Um, I either a have help, or b I do it on my own, but very carefully. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Like I learned to feel if I go too far. If it starts to hurt, yeah, then it's too too close, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna detect when I'm too far because I'll get pain. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'll exactly. Be, I'll be clip, clip, clip. Ow! It tend to stop. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I clip my nails pretty short. For my own safety, so I'm not scratching things because I trail. So this way, I'm not scratching things. I guess, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like if I'm trailing on the wall, I don't want my nails to dig into a, to the to the freaking wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would, that would annoy a sighted person's ears. And I don't need. A prob- yeah. And probably it does. Yeah, I don't need a sighted. Mm-hmm. I don't need my sighted family going. Melissa, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I don't need and not and whenever I would feel the chocolate, I don't need it to sound like in another in another the crap out of my friends. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I see. We have ten exactly ten minutes left. Mm-hmm. But anyway, to somewhere to look, I basically do things in an original manner more to allow my right eye to to relax. Right. Because whenever I use my right eye, there's obviously the risk of eye strain. Um, and when I use the braille screen input, I sadly have to use my right eye just a little bit, just to know where the dots are. Because um, it's not like a braille where you can just feel and go, oh, you know, six dots, you know, I have to literally look, you know, mm-hmm. I have to literally look for a brief second, oh. And I even, I even did it with my glasses off, and I was kind of nervous that I would make the wrong letter. Um, um, but voice, voice through screen reader will guide me along, like, um, so, so anyway, everybody, Melissa, I think we've had a great podcast today. I kind of want to wrap it up 
okay. right here. Um, I have to go get some things done um, and things like that. So basically, is there any final, is there any final message that you want to give today? So basically to recap, we covered Braille screen input. We covered some of your interests in Star Wars. We covered your experiences um, in the uh, park, the Disney park, which was great. Uh, some swimming and some, and some hygiene tips. All in all, a very, very good episode of Aaron's Opinion, if I say so myself, or it's just my opinion. All right. Do you have anything that you would like to tell our audience? One more sentence. Don't be afraid to turn on breast screen input. It, it, it exists. Well, good. All right, Melissa, thank you for coming in today. I would like to get I would like to stop here today. Uh, as you know, you're always welcome on Aaron's Opinion, and so are you in the audience. If you want to be on Aaron's Opinion as a guest, to guest with me, everybody is welcome. You simply need to send an email to Aaron'sOpinion6 at gmail.com. A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-6 at gmail. Dot com. So if you email me there and let me know what you want to talk about, I probably will be able to allow you to come on to Aaron's Opinion. Uh, Melissa, stay safe wherever you are. And as we say at Aaron's Opinion, thank you very much, everybody. Stay safe. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining in the grandest payouts now offering stay and play and all in packages including $50 free slot play VIP parking VIP casino access and more book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills must be 21 please play responsibly for help visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER